You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. This is April with Bless Your Heart. And I'm back again, um, this time with Zane Thomas, a local comedian here in Portland. Um, you're listening to us on the You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Um, you can catch some of our other shows on the on the website. You can go check out VHS Vignette try that again. VHS Vengeance with Dave Lowry and Nick Puente. Um, they watch B-side movies and then tell you what makes them wonderful. Uh, Emily Faye Coleman with the Boo Ha Ha. Uh, we now have No Dog Radio with the Vault Dweller. And don't forget Angelically Challenged with Angelique Harrington and Allison Troy. Um, and of course, there's a Marriage Survival Boot Camp with me and Damon, but we've kind of not done it for a while. We've been a little busy with everybody else's podcast, but stay tuned. There's more coming. Um, I'm here today with Zane Thomas, local comedian. You can find him on Instagram at vain underscore thomas underscore comedy v-a-i-n underscore t-h-o-m-a-s underscore c-o-m-e-d-y so there you have it hello zane welcome how's it going april i'm good how are you i'm uh, i'm excited to be here i did a i did a podcast yesterday so i'm like almost getting used to, to talking to people whose podcast did you do i did nathan brandon's podcast it's called <sighs> hamster village I've heard of that podcast. Yeah, I've heard of that. That sounds uh, like it's a really good podcast. So yeah. I can't wait to Me and to Amanda were both on it talking about interracial relationships. It was sweet. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear about that. Yeah. See, because you were talking, you know, we were talking before you came in and we were talking about how um, it was unusual for me coming to Portland and dealing with people of color here in a different way because it's so different on the East Coast and in the South. Absolutely. Um, I... This is horrible, but yes, is it, what I'm about to say is horrible. I think everything I say is horrible. So, part for the um, course. Part for the course. Um, yeah, I didn't. It's really funny. I didn't consider know that you and Amanda were a couple, mm -hmm. and it didn't. It didn't even occur to me that you two might even be a couple, even though I've seen you out together. I've seen mm -hmm. you talk to each other on Facebook, but in the South, you just assume that doesn't happen. Oh, really? Yeah, you just, just, and when you do see an interracial couple, even to this day at 46, year old, 46 years old out here, I'll uh. see an interracial couple and I'll go, and I'll turn and look and I'll be like, because then, then you automatically look around and you're like, is there anybody with a gun nearby? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Did anybody see me see them? Because now I'm an accessory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm an accessory to your craziness. No, I'm kidding. Now it's really funny. I went to um, I went to a high school that was fifty percent black. It was about half and half. So uh -huh. I was really lucky because my parents divorced when I was eight, so I ended up in the city school. Okay. And so I had a little more diversity training than my brothers and sisters did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, that'll uh, definitely help you uh, acclimate a little bit more. Yeah, and um, see, I was a kid of the '80s in a half black, half white school when rap came out, like oh, old school man. rap, like because rap came out when I was born. In the early seventies, it was it was being made and turned into what it is in New York at yeah. that time. Yeah, okay. And then um, about the time I was a teenager, it run DMC and right. that sort of stuff hit real hard, and so it was part of my childhood. So I can rap. What we're and, learning about each other? Uh huh. I can rap because that's all I did throughout high school. But it's funny to listen to because I have the southern accent. <laughs> 
No, no, this sounds really entertaining to listen to. I can also rap. That's uh, that's my my second talent. I'm uh, not even gonna say I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, no, no, interracial relationships, rap. I mean, I'm, I do it all. I do <laughs> it all. Whole, yeah. You got it all down. Tell Absolutely. me about these other things that people of color do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Tell me about this We're, world. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we stole the art scene. Um, you mean all of you have like colored skin like that? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. Not just see through. In like the mine? hair, the hair too. The hair. Oh, too. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I'm jealous of the hair. It's I amazing. Suck. This afro has uh, gotten me on more shows than my jokes. Uh, I saw you when I was looking looking for people to do the work week wind down. Uh, I saw your afro in everyone's comedy skit. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I work at Helium Comedy Club, and I warned them that I was going to photobomb, video bomb all of their videos, and I made an effort to uh, put my hair in front of the camera as much as I could. So, see, I love it, and I love the curly hair. I'm so jealous of curly hair. I've had the straight, bored, straight, stupid hair my whole life. Oh man! And uh, I made a comment one time. God, twenties, <laughs> early twenties. I was like, you know what I want to do. Blackface. I'm gonna go get no, <laughs> no. I know better than that. <laughs> no, um, no. I wanted to go get a perm. I wanted to get a perm, and I wanted to get because my brother used to have the white fro when in oh, the eighties, and um, I wanted to get a perm and do that again. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm gonna part it down the middle and give myself the little Mickey Mouse ears. And yes. then I was informed that that would be cultural appropriation and probably getting a lot of trouble for oh, that. Oh man, can't steal anything you from the blacks anymore. It's it's ridiculous. Uh. Oh, but for honestly, for me, it's purely out of because I think it's beautiful. But yeah. that was that. But what yeah. are you gonna do? What are you gonna? No. Do? It's it's a weird world we live in. We have to learn how to navigate each other and be pro, be be kind to one another. Yeah. No. I've uh, I've learned so much about that. Like just living in Portland, honestly, because there was like a lot of like just stuff that I didn't realize was. Uh, not wise because I grew up in like really small towns and mm -hmm. uh, like where are you, know, you from originally? So originally I was born in Iowa, so super white there, and then mm. I moved to southeastern Oregon, and it's uh, super white there. Mm. And, Oregon's uh, super white. Oregon is super white, and I didn't I didn't really realize that until you know every comic who got on stage pointed that out to me, and I was like, you know what, it is super white. Mm -hmm. I'm learning. This is fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I've just lived in a lot of like really white places and there's stuff that like I didn't really realize, you know, was like might have been kind of racist, you know, like getting introduced as like, hey, this is Zane, my black friend. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the black. This is the first time anybody's ever called me black. You know, usually I'm, I'm just the the whitest black kid I know. And I'm like, oh, man. This, but these are things that like I didn't even realize. I was like, oh, man, they acknowledged me. And now I'm kind of just like, Ugh. Was rude, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly. It's that sort of thing. Well, I guess it's kind of from two different well, coming from the south, coming out here, and I realized that there are things I can say and do that I had no idea is considered rude, right? Not right. even racist, just rude, right? Right, right, like know? uh, like that uh, fan you just busted out. That's oh, that's uh, that's good. Asian, that's that a, that's Asian appropriation. You didn't call it oriental, good job. I know, I yeah, lived, yeah. I'm I, learning too, I'm learning uh -huh. too. Yep, see. Six months ago, I would have called it an Oriental fan. So, <laughs> You're learning. See, I'm, I'm see? learning too. That's all. That how long? Uh, how long have you been in Portland? I've been here for twelve years now. Twelve years, and just recently, you stopped saying Oriental. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a slow build. It's, it's all good. Hey, I'm um, I'm trying really hard not to go. Uh, look, I'm just setting my ways. Yeah. Hey. Hey. There's That's, a lot of people who do do that, so... I'm setting my ways is code for I'm a racist asshole. Yeah, yeah or, exactly. Or I my, don't like change. 
I don't like change. I'm a racist asshole. No, I am. It's been a really weird road for me as far as like, it's nothing compared to what other people I think, but it it was a cultural shock coming from the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even with comedy, like the stuff you can get away with like other places is like, it's insane. Oh, yeah. Like I went to Chicago with Amanda and uh, I learned what comedy was outside of Portland. And it's not like I didn't know what it was, but it was like the set, you know, like every comic has a leg and this is why white people should be able to say the n-word kind of joke like every comic had like their their spin on it and you know why i should be able to say the c-word you know she was acting like one it's like you guys will justify anything (laughs) you know what it is 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 i think a lot of white folks like to put that stuff under freedom of speech type of thing yeah yeah. so they're like well it's free speech like so whatever i want it's like "Mm." Yeah, well, I, I can also I have the freedom to tell you to fuck off, you know, like that's <laughs> equal, you know, if, yeah. if we're going for equality. Yeah, exactly. But. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, I'm just I'm always happy when people are just trying to learn that. That's the thing yeah. I try to get across to people. I'm like, if I say something stupid, please don't attack me. Just tell yeah. me. Just tell me I'm being stupid. Yeah, I'll yeah, listen. Yeah, yeah, just correct me, you know, and that's. <laughs> Like I had a uh, an experience recently where my boss uh, had said, uh, "I think that people should be segregated. Uh, it happens naturally, anyways." I saw this on Facebook. Yeah. I was going to ask you about this. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Can I ask what the contents of that <laughs> yeah. conversation? The you context were asking is- for it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> So what had happened was, is uh, I had mentioned that, I, you know, I was going to go to Portland and I was worried that uh, if I went downtown that, you know, I might get attacked by some Nazis. And he goes to me, he's like, you really think they just beat you up because you're black? And I was like, yeah, 100 percent. Like, that's that's what it's, they do. It's happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been known to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not just making this up. And uh, so and then he was I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, uh, well, you know, isn't that the same thing as like walking through a black neighborhood and getting beat up because you're white? And I'm like. I'm not saying either of these things are right, you know, like both of them are wrong. They can both be wrong. And he uh, just sat there and stared for a while. And he's like, uh, I think we should be segregated. And I was like, whoa, Whoa. he's like, it happens naturally anyways. And I'm like, okie doke. This is what are you doing tonight? And he goes to me. I don't know if it's because I'm a comedian. He's trying to be funny. But he goes, uh, oh, I'm going to go down to uh, I got a rally to go to. I'm going to go beat up some black people. And I'm like, this is my general manager. So, yeah, he was trying to be funny, but he just failed horribly. Yeah. At that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this is what it's like to bomb in an open mic. I want you to realize that, except, uh, you know, if I bomb, I can come back. Uh, he's suspended for right now. So oh, did you, re- did oh, you fuck re- yeah, oh, I reported him? Well, he good. was a dickhead before. But uh, like talking about the correction thing is like part of me wanted to be like, hey, you know, like. If he's already racist, getting him fired for being a racist isn't going to make him less racist. Part of me wanted to sit him down and just be like, hey, like, that's not cool. You need to apologize to all the people of color and the women because he's super sexist. He's just <laughs> like he's really just, you know, hitting the the trifecta of being an asshole. And, uh, you and know, how does he live in the northwest like that? I wonder outside of Portland. That's uh, that's the trick. It's super safe over there. Um so yeah, he said all this stuff and I wanted to like help him. But then I talked to some of the other employees and found out the things he was saying where he's like, oh, I don't like hiring black people because they're lazy. And it's just like, whoa, this is like, Dude. this is this. I can't help you like me sitting you down and being like, hey, you can be racist, but keep it to yourself. Like he's got to hear it from his boss and have that scare of like, I could lose my job because I'm being such a prick, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, hopefully he does lose his job because that guy is the worst. But yeah, uh, you don't want to have to deal with that. You don't want to deal with him coming back on that. No, no, God, no, God, no. I can't look him in the eye. See, I can't even like. I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like going through my head like because I I have stupid racist white relatives. So yeah. when they say stupid things, I try to think 
Like, what did they mean? Like, what were they trying to say that came out like racist assholey, but they didn't? And then you're like, no, you're just a racist asshole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't make an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you know, I sometimes like, you know, like uh, Amanda's a feminist, you know, staunch feminist. And I'm, you know, totally in her corner. And I didn't realize what feminism was. But now that like her and I have been dating, I've realized more and more that like some of the things that like have been ingrained in me are super misogynistic, you know, and it's just like, hey, can I just make this joke about women working in the kitchen? And she's like, no, because people hear that and they think that it's okay to laugh at or to joke about. And some people just genuinely believe that and they're right. not they're laughing in agreement. And I'm like, oh, well, like, what if it's just a, she's like, no. And I'm like, OK, that's totally cool. You know, and it took her pulling me aside and making me aware of it to be like, OK, I'm done. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I heard another comedian talk about something like that the other day where they were saying and it was on a different podcast. And I, I can think of where they were like they weren't aware of the things they were saying until like their wife was like, see how they saw somebody treating their wife yeah. badly or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Cause um, yeah. And they were talking about how like they suddenly realized, Oh, that was it. They were, they were talking about how they suddenly realized that people were laughing at their misogynistic jokes, not because they saw the irony that they were trying to yeah. point out, yeah. but that they were laughing because they agreed. Yeah. Well, uh, there was a, there was a comic who came through uh, helium and dude is, just garbage and he had like just all those misogynistic racist jokes and like he was using he was using the guise of like oh i'm being ironic i'm actually a huge feminist it's like yeah but your fans aren't your fans genuinely like they don't see the parody or the irony they genuinely believe that and i'm like i'm watching people like laugh at just disgusting shit and i'm like these people genuinely believe this like they're not like you know oh he's joking and it's like that's the danger in comedy where it's like you know if we're not careful what we're saying you don't know why somebody's laughing right yeah that's true that's true and you know one of the (laughs) things um i don't know about you but well you probably well everybody's experience is different everything is filtered through you know depending on what your life experiences are but one of the things i like to do like i've been in I've been telling my husband here recently, like I'm trying to learn how not to be a misogynist. Cause I don't know if, um, she, if, if, um, Amanda Lynn has, t- does she just go by Amanda or Amanda Lynn? Um, I don't even know. I call her Amanda. I Lynn, call her Amanda Lynn deal. Like that's, that's, like that's her. Of, in, in, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's okay. her entire name. So it's, the serial killer, Amanda Lynn deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Three oh, names. Three I love names. her. I love her. No, but she was, you know, when I interviewed her and I was talking to her, one of the things we were talking about was body hair because the way mm-hmm. I was raised is that women aren't supposed to have body hair. So, and naturally, if it's ingrained in you far enough back, it becomes part of who you are. Right, so I right. personally um, actually have a problem with it. And so I was telling her, I was like, but it's interesting. Like, I personally, as a woman now, can sit back and go, yeah, if that's what you want to do, I'm not going to stop you because yeah. that's your right. You be who you're going to yeah, be. Yeah. And I'm like that. So then after talking to her, I realized I'm like, okay, my jokes are a little too harsh. I need to fix them. I need yeah. to make them funny and say what I want to say, but say it in a way that it doesn't hurt. So then I changed the rule. Uh, I changed the joke around to say, like, hey, ladies, like, when you can grow, a wizard beard like me then we'll talk yeah you know yeah. and so then i switch it around to where it's about about my experiences with it instead of attacking somebody with yeah. their experiences well that's that's like you know amanda and i have like uh when we, like i said we went to chicago and everyone's like hey what's it like uh you know telling jokes in portland you know how to tell a joke in portland you don't <laughs> and it's like all right like i i'm a firm believer that like if you don't have something nice to say make it funny <laughs> you go yeah 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 and it's like it's literally it's like you can say whatever you want if you find out the right way to say it because it's like i came here 
originally with a joke that like bombed super hard at an open mic and I didn't tell it for like almost a year because it bombed so hard. Mm-hmm. That is like one of my closers that got me to the finals of Portland's Funniest. So it's like, oh yeah. So it's like, it, it, I didn't know how to tell that joke and that's why it didn't do well. It didn't mean that that joke wasn't funny. It didn't mean that I couldn't say it. It just meant that like I hadn't figured out a way, figured out a way to say it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I don't like when people are like, oh, you can't say, in, you can't say anything in Portland. It's like, no, you just have to either A, make it funny or B, you know, like figure out how to say it, you know? Yeah, I think that, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's the way I kind of view my jokes too. And for myself, like I just got to figure out how I'm going to say these things and, and make it funny and make the point I want to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's all about that. It's, um, I think a lot of people are, are, um, you're going to, I don't know about you, but do you worry about like fucking up to a point to where it's like going you can to never hit? come back? Yeah, exactly. Like um, Louis C.K. Yeah. Look at Louis C.K. This is <laughs> he a. He didn't f- get ostracized for his jokes though. No, so. he didn't, but he had some pretty harsh jokes. And then I've heard people say, well, you can't talk about molestation and rape because it's not funny. Bullshit. I taught, I think you can. I've heard rape jokes. I think you're funny. Yeah. But, I've told abortion jokes. But I think that's. Like, okay, so for me, like, as far as that goes, and it's, you know, I've kind of adopted this idea from Amanda is like, it's not that you can't tell rape jokes. I don't think you should be able to tell rape jokes as a man because, like, that's not something you experience. That's not something that you get to make jokes about. What if you're a man who has been raped? That has happened. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And in that case, it's like, yeah, then you're talking about your experience. But to, like, take something that, like, is not close to you at all, it's it's almost like the N-word where it's like, unless you've been called that in your life and you know how it feels to be degraded like that than like just throwing it around jokingly it's like you don't have the connection to it so it's like you're talking about something you don't understand Mm -hmm. you know from a place of not knowing and being like oh it's fine it doesn't hurt me it's like yeah things haven't been made to hurt you because you're a straight white male it's like yeah yeah, it's like you you, got the easiest game in town yeah exactly it's like every like yeah like i hate when straight white males then I, you know, I, I do use this, but it's like, I hate when they say like, nothing offends me. It's like, yeah, because like everything's been in your favor. There's no word in besides just saying what you are that like offends you. Right. So it's and like, you know, the C word's not going to offend you. The N word's not going to offend you. The F word's not going to offend you because like. It didn't oppress you for your people for million, millions, yeah, for yeah. hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So yeah, it's a weird thing. I was talking to Damon one time about how we were discussing like how the hierarchy is because I got into a fight with his dad about, um. He had made a, his dad had made a comment about the Harvey Weinstein stuff. And I just, yeah. it just, his dad is actually a really good dude, but I was just like, ah, you're not thinking about, let me, let me pause it. Yeah. At you just like, and so we, we went round and round about that sort of stuff. And we ended up talking later and I, I tell him, I was like, yeah, I was like straight white men, number one, top of the, if you want to call it a food chain, top of the food chain, right. of course, us straight white females, we're number two. We, right. I've had people say like, why don't the straight white females like help? And I'm like, dude, we're, we're on, we're on the line. We're in their houses. Like yeah. as far as women like me, like with racist fathers and brothers and that sort yeah. of thing is concerned, like you got to remember we're in their house so yes as soon as we get out yeah you gotta make your own choices yeah you gotta make it you know and that's what i did i got out and i I became you know an ally to people and hope you know want people to be my ally in this shit absolutely yeah so i have a question for you so shoot this is um i have a story because i don't know about you are you more of a joke teller or a storyteller 
Oh, man, that is that is a very good question because I'd like to think of myself as like both because mm-hmm. I really like short jokes, but like I also like to tell a story and I've realized that like if I can weave shorter jokes into a longer story that it makes it, you know, more pal- palatable. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm working on, too. Um, I actually have a lot of family stories, though, and I want to tell them. One of them is from my childhood, and I don't know if it was Amanda I had talked to. I don't think so. It was probably somebody else. But um, I have a story from my childhood. Um, there was a little girl that lived across the street from my grandmother. And um, the first time I, I met her, I uh, called her uh, the N-word. <laughs> Good opener. I Just like it. Just straight up, like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Um, I wasn't polite about it either. Um, the, I was I was eight years old. And right. yeah, I mean, you know. And uh, when her mom asked me why I said that, I was like, well, that's not. And, and I wasn't polite about it, but it wasn't like I walked up and went, you're a. Yeah. It was more. It was more like I threw it out casually like I thought I could. Like, yeah, I thought that was the way the world worked. Right. And um, her mom was like, why did you do that? And I told her because that's what my dad says. And so then she took me across the street to my mom, to my grandmother. My grandmother whipped me. And mm-hmm. I apologized to Christy. Mm-hmm. And then Christy's mom got to whip me. And then later when I got home, my mom gave me a spanking. Now, I want to tell this story on stage because that's how I learned that my dad was an ass- <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Who, um, because that's what my mom said later. She told me, she goes, you're getting a spanking. She goes, but really the person who deserves it is your dad. Yeah. So I got to give my mom credit for... You know, all of that, that, that was, that was the lesson. And that's the story. I've got a few things. Cause there's a few things about that story that are funny. That's like just telling it like that's not, yeah, but, yeah. but I want to tell that story. I'm no, like, no. I want to get that out there. I want to, well, I want people to know that you can make these mistakes and still come back from it. But exactly. We'll- and I think that that's one of the most important things is like, you know, so like the people, the social justice warriors, like a lot of these people act like they haven't made any mistakes, like they haven't done it. And I think it's like being able to fess up to it and like like the way your family handled it was like literally the best way to just kind of be like hey like i know that this is what your father it's okay so like i guess i have a similar story um like my grandfather when he would drive around he would be like fucking cocksuckers you know and just like yell all this stuff when he's driving just so mad those anger drivers yeah yeah yeah. and he would be like uh you know fucking bosnians and like i didn't know i didn't know who any of these people were what any of these things meant and uh i remember one day um i had fucking i'd went to my grandma or whatever and my mom and i'd popped off and been like oh man fucking you know bosnians and i'm like you know once again like probably like eight years old and like i i just popped off and said that and there's like where did you hear that and i was like oh grandpa and they're just like, all right, well, uh, we need to talk to him. But it was like, you know, I didn't even know what Bosnian was. I was like, yeah, it must be like those cocksuckers. Like I didn't, I didn't understand what any, like anything that he said, but it was like, it was easy to repeat it. And like, once they realized that like, Hey, you're in front of an impressionable child, like racism isn't, you're not born racist. It's something that is taught, you know? Like, I mean, it's one thing to see difference, but, you know, it's another thing to, like, make something out of it and be like, oh, you know, it's different. They're different, so they're bad. It's not like, you know, being like, oh, they're different. That's fine. But to be like, they're different and they're bad. Like, that's, you know, that's where the problem comes. That and then the uh, when you get older, if you don't, if you switch the idea of being equal with um, uh, fetishizing. 
Yeah. Instead of, you know what I mean? Instead yeah, where it's of, like weird. I was like, I'd totally fuck a black dude. Well, no, dude, that's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're missing the point. You're, you're not. Yeah, you're, you're not doing to... something with them because they're a race and doing something specifically because they're a race is uh, it's the same thing. Basically. It's still a problem. It's yeah, still, still, a problem. still a problem. It's still a problem. You know, and the thing about like, um, I thought interesting about with Christy that time. God, I need to go find her. I need to find her on Facebook. I want to find her and talk to her. Because, <laughs> check out this song. Hey, do you the, yeah, check. how could i forget how could i forget no i remember the look on her face when i said it i remember the tears in her eyes and i remember her turning and running and Mm. that was the first clue that i had that was like oh (laughs) i guess words do affect people Uh, i guess that wasn't right and then and 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 believe it or not i didn't know what i had done wrong at that point i had to wait until they came back and asked me why did you say this particular word and i was like oh that's the problem okay Yeah, yeah yeah So, it wasn't the what's up part. The what's yeah. up my part. It was yeah. uh, everything that followed. <laughs> oh, there was no my in front of it. it <laughs> wow. Just dropped it. Just that is dropped it like a bomb. Like yeah. a bomb. Like an N-bomb, like if you will. M- hey, hmm, that word makes that make sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I've made so, oh, so stupid. I, you know what? And I've done that more than once in my life. When I was five, Mm-mm. my mom came to me with like a one of those little paper um, folded lunch bags you know what i'm talking little brown uh-huh. lunch bag and it had the word fuck written all over it and like script and in text and colored and yeah and my mom's like i was like five and she goes where did did you do this and i go yeah and she goes where did you learn this word and i was like oh at school and she was like oh yeah this is a naughty word so i'm known for doing that like yeah. i just pick shit up and i'm like oh this is a great word let's go with it yeah well um, i feel like that's just like that's almost human nature is like yeah. if you hear something enough uh, then, you know, it becomes a part of your vocabulary, right. you know, and it's like there's stuff that I've picked up, like, uh, you know, my mom is a lesbian, uh, both of them technically. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I hope the other one knows. Are I hope I hope the other one knows because that'd be awkward. Uh, <laughs> one mom's a lesbian, one mom's not. Yeah, yeah, it's super weird. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, saying uh, that's gay is like offensive, mm. you know, because it was something that I'd heard all the other, you know, like, oh, that's gay. And like, you know, like this is the joke I was talking about that was like my closer was, you know, like, uh, you know, my one day my mom literally pulled me aside and she like showed me in uh, sync and I was like, that's the gayest thing I ever heard. Right. And she's like, well, how would you know, she wanted to make the point that like if you use the way that somebody was born in the way that they are. You know, as like a negative like that, as a just, you know, negative descriptor, it's extremely hurtful. So she says to me, how would you feel if when I didn't like something, I said, that's nigger. Right. Love your mom. Yeah. 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 Really opened my that's eyes. A good way. That's a good way to just, like, just switch it. Yeah. 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 It's just like, what if I use the way that you were in a negative word? You know, what if I use that? Like, how would you feel? And, you know, huh. I really. Like your mom. Yeah, I do too. I do too because it was it was one of those things that was like until you frame it in a way that like somebody can understand that like it's of course it's not going to bother them. So like since then I haven't used it, you know, it's not like a phrase that I use and it's like, "Oh, I get how, you know, it's like that's retard, you know, like yeah. another one that's just like That's one I have a hard time with still. Yeah, and I do too. I do too. There's it's definitely it's definitely tempting to be like, you know, that's, you know, dumb or, you know, it's like I understand where it comes from, but I also, you know, I've worked with like the mentally handicapped and been like, you know, all right, I get where this, you know, if this was somebody in your, it's not going to offend that person so much as it would offend like the people who are like taking care of them. That's the thing that that's, that's it. It says like people will say that they'll go, well, the person you're talking about doesn't, isn't offended. No, but their family is. I mean, the people that love them are offended. Yeah, exactly. I had a cousin um, that, that was my argument for a lot of years. I was the same way. I had a, it took me a long time to really come around. 
uh-huh. um, about that. But it was like, I have a cousin, his, you know, who I have who a was, black friend. I can say the N word. I can say the N word. <laughs> no, I have a cousin who was quote unquote retarded. He literally was had retarded uh, brain chemistry, you know, the whole thing. Um, and I couldn't understand for a long time. I was like, why do people? And so it's just because somebody took the word and it got used in the wrong way. And yeah. then once that happens, you just lose it. It's yeah. just like the, um, oh, my husband went to school with an Indian man. And I went and visited him and his wife one uh-huh. time up in Seattle. And they have swastikas all over their house. And I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, it, they're not swastikas. And then I got the lesson on how they're switched and how yeah. and all that. And I was like, holy cow! I never knew, I never knew. So yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. yeah, but when somebody takes it and runs with it and does something yeah. horrible, with well, it, I think it's just like using the way that somebody is born or the way that they are as like a negative descriptor is like you know, it's like that's something you can't change. Like right. if you're gay, if you're black, if you're a woman, you know, and you're just like you're mentally using, handicapped or mentally just, handicapped, you know, it's just like if you're using like a word that's just like hey like I can't like if I could scrub my skin off so that word didn't bother me I totally would you know it's just like whatever you know whatever it would take but it's like that's just the way that somebody is you know Mm -hmm. it's like that's like that's why I like making fun of the way that somebody looks or the way that they talk. It's like that's they're just stuck with that, you know, mm-hmm. and like when you use that stuff against them, it's just like, oh, man, like they're going to be they're going to be ugly for the rest of their life. And they're only going to think about like, oh, man, that person said that, you know, nobody will ever love me because of the way that I look. It's like, whoa, hey, good luck, man. <laughs> it's like rude. if you're an asshole, you can fix that, you know, like that you can call somebody an asshole and be like, yeah, you're a dick. And it's like, yeah, that's easily fixable, you know, but like all well, the other like- stuff. That's like the the jacks make us hair dick. Well, yeah, I am, but you're ugly, and at least I can fix mine. You know, yeah, that, that yeah, jacket. exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's just like, yeah, that's totally, it's totally true. You know, and that person's <laughs> like, yep, they're totally right. Playground <laughs> insults for the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to turn this into a whole discussion about race oh, and like I'm, I'm political correct, correctness and that sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of Southerners have a hard time with political correctness. They have a hard time with um. A lot of people just have a hard time with it. Yeah, I and it's that. There's black life. people that like saying that's retarded, you know? I, yeah. I've heard my black neighbors be like, that's the gayest thing. And it's just like, holy shit, you know? It's just like, just because you're a minority doesn't mean that you care about... Like, I've heard, there was this gay dude that I worked with. It's just like, uh, none, of my, none of my black tables ever tip me. And I'm like... It's hard to be on your side, dude, where it's like, you know, you don't want people to single you out and judge you, but like you're going to judge us like that's it's a it's a it's a fine thing. You know, I, I Amanda and I were talking about that. It's like just because you're a minority doesn't make you, you know, immune from being a dickhead. Now, do you now see you and Amanda have something interesting that I don't have now? You An interracial have, relationship. Well, you have that. <laughs> you have the fact that you have a gay mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys have connections in these worlds that you have perspective through. Yeah. I personally left the East Coast after spending the first 23 years of my life being submerged, not not just in it, but like submerged in in a kind of a very racist culture. Yeah. And there's racist things that kind of get like integrated into other things that you don't you don't realize, realize until yeah. it's and, th- and, th- and then when you think about it and then of course somebody goes it's it's so innocent it's so innocent mm-hmm. i had somebody try to argue black you talked about black blackface <laughs> i had somebody try to argue with me that blackface is okay for children <sighs> yeah and i'm like no because the parents should know better so the parents should take that opportunity yeah. to look at the child and go look i know like especially they're like what if it's an innocent child who says something like i want to go as martin luther king jr for 
Halloween. That's when you take that opportunity to go, I'm glad that you like Martin Luther King Jr. I'm glad that you appreciate him for what he's done. But yeah. here's why you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so well, it's like there's, you know, there's stuff that I didn't even realize. Like uh, I'd seen this post and it was when I'd gotten to Portland. Somebody had posted uh, just basically a thing that was like, you know, for Halloween this year, you know, avoid all these things. And I was just like, you know, blackface, obviously one of them. But one of them was dressing as another gender. And I was like, oh, man, like I never I never even thought about that because it's just like, you know, like a lot of people do it so, like in such a jokingly way that it's just like the people who actually live that life. It's like a mockery to them. It's That's like what I was going to say. There are like, people that live that life. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like, you know, black black face for gay people, you know, rainbow face or whatever, whatever you would call it. That's probably right. <laughs> that's probably fucked up. Oh, but, uh, rainbow face. What is um, <laughs> that's my new insult? Rainbow <laughs> yeah, face. Rainbow face. I'm going to dress up, up in rainbow face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rachel Dolezal. What about her? I know very little about her, honestly. I've heard about her, and I'm just like, oh, that sounds in bad taste. It isn't. Well, you know what? I thought I've, I've this one I've turned over in my head a lot because of this because I'm always embroiled in some sort of race issue because of mm. my fucking voice. Right. But um, like her, like everything about her but it was that fetishization is what i think it, it boils down to she fetishized uh wanting to be black and mm -hmm. so then she went that route i mean i it's really funny i don't understand why she didn't i mean she obviously likes to date uh interracially so why didn't she just like count her parents out because she doesn't like her family that was the whole point i think that's the impression i got that she was okay. just like her family were just her family aren't even racist get that her parents are like we don't understand why she's doing this but yeah we have it was like we're not outing her because she wants to be black we're outing her because she's lying but it's weird yeah. it was a whole weird situation i always wondered about that i was wondered I always wondered why everybody got so... I understand why white people got upset about it because white people tend to not like it when you shit on their stuff. You know, they, yeah, they yeah, fight yeah. that hard. Yeah. Um, it's got to be hard. <laughs> Somebody yeah. said that something that you like, isn't that cool? Yeah. I've, you know, I've heard people say that before. It's got. It, it's not... I've had no problems throughout my life just going, oh, okay, yeah, I can change that. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like, oh, that's something I wasn't aware of. Fuck, yeah. fuck me, you know? Fuck like, me. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> oh, did I tell you the, the story about the uh, bicycle? No. When I first moved here 12 years ago... Did you ago, call that the N-word, too? No. I called it the K-word. Oh, wow. oh, my God. I'm so happy with how close I was with that. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good guess. All right. Well, here's... here's Okay. I, people have heard this before, but I'll, I'll give you the quick version. When I first moved here, I was listening to Satellite Radio. And uh, do you know who Opie and Anthony are? No. Okay. Actually, I feel like I've heard it, but... Okay. They're assholes in New York, and Anthony, uh, well, half of that group, is actually quite racist. He's quite a dick. Mm. And uh, they made their whole career off of being dicks. And yeah. um, they have... And, the, and they, they're assholes to everybody. And yeah. so they had in a comedian who was Jewish, and somebody called him the K-word. Right. And I've never heard that word before. So when I heard it, I was... And you would think being... Let's see, that's 12 years ago. I was mid-30s. So you'd think mid-30s and from the South, I'd be like, I'd heard that before. But my dad wasn't racist towards Jewish people. We didn't have a lot of Jewish people in yeah. our town. I so, didn't know any. Why would I hate him? Right. I, I, that's yeah. what, seriously what I think it was is he just had never met any. I yeah. Mean, so um, so when so he's never said that word. And so then when I came here and I heard it and I was like, I've, and this was really before like I could just put a note on my phone and I wrote. I was like, I got to remember that. Months later, my husband and I are walking through downtown and I see a bike and I go, bike, and it 
and, and it you remembered hit, the, and I remembered the word, and I go, "Hey, Damon, what's?" And he and he goes, "Oh, Jesus, fuck April." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, we "Don't say." We were doing so well. And he's like, "Don't say that so loud." And I'm like, "What did I say?" You know, and then it's then it's a nightmare, yeah. Right. And then, and then so, they all swarmed me. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> all the Jewish people in Portland came up and was yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> all three of them. <laughs> George Rosenbaum, yeah, Christopher uh, Boatwright is only half Jewish. So. Oh man, he's been lying to us the whole, this whole Jake Silverman. Jake uh, Sil- well, yeah. Jake, I told that to Jake, and J- I told Jake about that story, and he, no, not Jake Silverman. Um, no, it was the other Jew. I get the other confused. Jew, they all look the know. same to me. Um, Ali Rangold. Oh God, uh, half the comedy group is Jewish. Don't don't give me that. Um, <laughs> don't give me that. Don't give me that. Adam Posse. No. No, oh, I was close. I know Adam Posse is Samoan. Don't yeah. give me that. All right. It was worth a shot. Look, I, admit, I said it to a, a Jewish comic. I admit I'm white and I'm horrible with names. So there. All right. Okay. Well, this See? has been bless your heart. No, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's about trying real hard and, and sometimes failing. So. And I failed. <laughs> so, um, so do you have any bless your heart stories? Um, yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do. Um, we're sitting at about 37 minutes, so we're getting close to the end here. So, oh man, how much time do we have? I usually, um, I usually go between 45 minutes and an hour. So, okay, all right, well, you got then, about uh, 20 left if you, yep, that's fair. I can, uh, I can tell you a bless your heart story. So, um, and, and what's what's the theme of bl- I, this? I sound like a fucking asshole right no, now. I, I mean, just, just graze over it that way before I go into this. Uh, I know Basic- exactly the points I'm trying to hit. Basically, bless your heart. Whenever a southern person tells you bless your heart, we're either saying it because you are so stupid or you're just really naive. Um, so stories where you've been too naive or you just did your damnedest to do the right thing and it just never turned out right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so when I was in high school, uh, there was this girl um, who I had the biggest crush on. And me and my friend had this you know, running joke. It was like, oh, who's going to get her? You know, And... Uh, she ended up getting like really heavy into drugs. She ended up getting into, uh, you know, like just a lot of pills, a lot of ecstasy. And uh, it was heartbreaking for me because I was like in love with her and I'm like seeing her and her like eyes are yellow. And I'm like, we're in high school. How can you be into this stuff? And uh, so I was really heartbroken. But the one thing that we did have in common is we both really liked the band Atmosphere. So we would drive around, listen to music. And that was like our favorite band. So uh, what ends up happening, probably my senior, you know, right before my senior year, uh, she goes to an Atmosphere concert and uh she calls me from the concert, and I missed the phone call, and I'm like, ah, damn. So I called her back, and I was like, hey, what's going on? She's like, hey, I'm at this concert. I wanted to show you the music, you know, but, like, it's all good. And I'm like, hey, cool. Well, uh, during that summer, I had gotten into to doing prescription pills, and, you know, I had, like, you know, I was like, oh, this is awesome, you know? So I was like, hey, is there any way that you can, you know, bring me back some pills? And uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll try to. And I was like, okay, cool. And, uh, so the next day I basically, uh, or no, that night I had actually taken this, uh, this pill called Suboxone where you, you put it underneath your tongue and it dissolves and the high lasts for like three days. It's for like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, no, it was insane. And, uh, the next morning I get a phone call from my aunt and she goes, uh, Hey, uh, you know, Lauren's not going to make it back into town. And I was like because her car broke down or and she's like i'm sorry and i'm like what like just couldn't process it and uh she had gotten into a car crash on the ride home um the drive that night yeah um yeah they were trying to she was a workaholic and uh so she was just like i have to get back for work i just got to make that money and uh so she'd gotten into a, a car accident you know that night and you know passed away um and bless her heart. Yeah, bless her heart. Yeah, exactly. Her heart was in the right place. She was definitely trying to like, you know, hey, hard worker. 
But uh, so yeah, she uh, she was she was gone, and uh, I basically just for like the next year, I think, just justified uh, you know all the drug use that I had gotten into is like, oh, you know, she used to do it, and like you know, I just got into it, so she'd understand, she'd be proud of me. And it was it wasn't like that. It was you know, it was basically me just hurting so much and not knowing how to like handle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I basically just, you know, like spiraled for, you know, like about a year. And uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, bless your heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's, you know, and well, you know, basically how it uh, ended up panning out was, uh, you know, she had been gone for a while and I hadn't gotten any better. And, you know, family and her family and everyone had reached out to me like, hey, dude, you're destroying yourself. You got to like not. I dropped out of high school. Um, just really, you know, found any reason to be like, oh, well, it's what she wanted. Gotten kicked out of my house. I was living with friends. And uh, I finally moved back into my house. I'd gotten into crystal methamphetamines. Ooh. Yeah, 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 the fun stuff. And uh, I had uh, I had gotten busted with it um, because, and this is the stupidest reason to get busted with any drug. It's because uh, I freaked out and I couldn't get a video game to work. So I'd just been like, well, I'm going to kill myself. Like, that's, yeah, I was just... <laughs> Yep, that was it. I was like, well, I guess life sucks now. And really, seriously, hung in there the whole time. And then a video game didn't work. And I was like, well. Like, if I can't have Madden, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yep, I'm out. Actually, way nerdier. It was uh, DC Universe Online. So <laughs> comic books, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, fuck it. And Comic uh, books are life. They are a lot of fun. Um, and uh, so one of my friends had like called the cops. They showed up. And, uh, you know, they're just like, whoa, homie. They went to like sh- search me. They found a-, a pack of Newports in my pocket with a meth pipe in it, you know, which was like the blackest white trash moment of my life. Wait a minute. Say that again. <laughs> the blackest white trash moment? Yeah. yeah. I like I- that. A pack of Newports with a meth pipe in what it. What would be the- a white black moment? A white blackish moment? The whitest. Oh, man. The whitest black moment. What um, would that be? I guess like a uh, crack pipe and a pack of Marlboros. There you go. There okay. we go. I guess there I never thought about flipping it, but uh, yeah, I'll have to use that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm glad I, I can help. Super. Yeah. No, thank you. No, you're really funny. So I do appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, I got busted and uh, I went to go like try and clean my life up. And, you know, I'd uh, gotten offered this opportunity to go to China and teach English. And, you know, they're just like, hey, do you want to get out of this town? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I got two places. You can either go to... Uh, you either go to San Francisco and string guitars for my uncle, or you can go to China and teach English. And I was like, oh, absolutely. So I ended up moving to China and teaching English. I By the time I left, I was a manager of a school. I had a fiance. Um, I had just, you know, really just changed my life entirely around. And, uh, you know, that was the best I'd done, but I'd always wanted to do comedy. So, you know, I ended up, uh, ended up coming back here to take care of some family stuff and I've just been been doing comedy ever since and not doing meth. So You're damn hilarious. I'm glad you're doing comedy instead of meth, yeah. And meth would make comedy easier, you know, or at least more fun, but uh you know, I'm also glad I'm not doing meth. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I'm a, do I'm a lot better at comedy than I was meth cuz you know, I've never been busted with comedy, so uh, no, there's only one man. Uh, there's only a couple people that can say that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, not one of them. Turns out yeah. I'm an angel. Uh, <laughs> dust. No, I'm just. The, the angel dust. Uh, it doesn't first, even make sense, but it is wordplay and it's fine. It is. Yeah, I, the first joint I ever smoked had angel dust in it. Oh, man. That'd been nutty. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I picked up a manhole cover and threw it into the street. It was uh, It was a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, George. Well, bless your heart. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Uh, I wonder if my best friend Deidre remembers that back in the day. Yeah, back in the day when joints were joints, you know. Uh, it was just seeds and twigs. 
Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you had to you had to sprinkle them with something extra, <laughs> otherwise, you know, it's not gonna work. Yeah, I know. I'm so bougie now with weed. Have you? I don't know. I have been told that I'm so very white because of the way I smoke weed. Oh, with a, no, that's that's the way to do it. Honestly. That's what I think too. Speaking of which, do you want any? Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. I think it's on. <laughs> He's like, yes, give me that. I'll be bougie with you. Is there a button you hit? Yeah, there's a button. Hold. Is it lit up? Yep, you got it. There we go. Cool. We're Every nice. time I think that I don't get it, uh, I end up doing way too much and uh, just have to cancel my plans. But this is the only thing I had planned for today. So. I did that to Lee Hinton. I told Lee Hinton to suck on it like he's sucking a dick and it almost killed him. <laughs> he's gagging. There's tears <laughs> in his like, eyes. Oh my God, his mascara's running. Yeah, his mascara's <laughs> running. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god! I might have to listen to that podcast unless you were just at <laughs> no, a comedy that was, thing. That was out at uh, George's uh, open Damn. mic. So Damn, that's um, uh, that's what we're gonna go do after this. This what we're doing after this. Me and Damon are gonna go to the dinner. Do you want to go to dinner with us? You're welcome. Um, I would love to be a third wheel. That's yeah, uh, totally. that sounds fun, okay. and I can probably hand out some of these flyers. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I uh, uh, promo my shit real quick? Yeah, go before for it. I get out of here. Yeah, because this goes up Monday. This goes up Monday. This goes okay. up Monday. Cool. So next next week, I will be on two different shows. On Friday night, I will be at Curious Comedy Theater performing with Matt Donaher. Um, opening with, uh, I'm opening that show. Uh, it's going to be hosted by Nathan Hart and uh, featuring Alex Avery. Dude's been on Comedy Central. He's been at uh, the Seattle International Comedy Fest. I'm reading this off of a flyer I have. I'm not that well-versed. And uh, yeah, Comedy Central's Comedians to Watch and Conan. So that's super dope. And then this uh, this Saturday is the one I'm super... Not this Saturday, but the one that's going to be when this gets posted. Simon Gibson at Funhouse Lounge. Have you seen Simon Gibson yet? No, I haven't. Oh my God. Please make it to this show. Okay. This guy is like... My favorite comic. He's a lot of people around here's favorite comic. He was on he was just on Just for Laughs. Okay. So like they flew him out to Montreal, oh, like sweet. uh like Alonzo Bowden and stuff. Like like huge comics were like, all right, these are who you need to watch. Um I might be full of shit. I don't really know how Just for Laughs works. Caitlin Warehouser, him and you know, like LA, they flew up people from LA, Portland. Like this is like the comedians to watch for type okay. of deal. So cool. so yeah. Really cool show. One of my favorite comics. Um and yeah, those are the uh, the only things that uh, I remember. So okay, right on. Um, I'm going to be in the Northwest Women's uh, Comedy Festival coming up in September. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, November in November. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So What's that? what date is that? I do not remember, but I will mention it again later when you just it's need closer. to have flyers like I, I know, do. I do. I do know that the work week wind down is August 24th here at the uh, WeWork building in downtown Portland. So come check that out. $5 at the door. All the money goes to the comedians. So come support the comedians. Nobody wants to put money towards comedians. Well, I do. I love oh, comedians. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I remember you asking me about that and I really wanted to do it. I, I wish you the best of luck. Honestly. Oh, we're going to do September. So I'm going to get you in on September, September? probably. September? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember, I told you I was going to try to figure out the day. Yeah, and, but then uh, I got we'll, high. Yeah, so. and then yeah, and then we got high. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll get you there. I'm good cool. at I'm I'm good at coming back around to things. So awesome. All right. Well, that's uh, 47 minutes. So we nailed it. We, we nailed did. It. Um, we don't did. judge me for drugs. Uh, that's my only thing. Uh, no, but no, you're fun. No, judge you for your comedy. And judge it's me good. for my comedy about drugs because I have some really awful. Like if you think doing meth is bad, my jokes about it are way worse. So I love your comedy. You can find you on YouTube, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on YouTube under Zane Thomas and Instagram under Zane Thomas Comedy. And also just add me on Facebook. If I just get a random invite, just be like, yeah, hey, I heard you. You're really funny. Um, yeah, definitely. I wanted to see what you look like. And then you see my afro. It's a package deal. So. Do people walk up and want to touch your hair? All the time. Um, and I hate when people are just like, hey, can I touch your hair? Because it's, you know, it's, may I touch your hair? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And that reminds me. I wanted to, um, we still have a few minutes, so I'm going to bring this up. Awesome. Um, you had made a post on Facebook uh, not long ago, probably about a month or so ago, about people touching your hair. Yeah, and yeah. then I said something about like, oh, dude, I totally get you because I actually have the same problem because I dye my hair purple. Oh, people really? want to touch it. They think it's going to feel like straw and they want to verify that. That's yeah. what it is. And then you made a post not like two days later and you were like, just because you have similar problems to me don't mean that we're the same. And I was like, oh, God, did I do that? Did I say that? It was something like that. It was, it almost seemed like uh, quit trying to. Compare your struggle to my, no, I would, I would never. Because I could see me being really supportive and just being like, right, somebody gets it. Well, no, but it was like, and and you gave me a thumbs up on that. And then it was something else later. And I was like, God, I hope that wasn't me. I hope he wasn't, because I don't want to be that person. But no, no. the other night I did. uh, I'm not that aggressive. (laughs) That doesn't even sound like me. Amanda might have been trying to defend me, but you know. No, she's not. No, she's never come. So I don't think I've said anything. Yeah, she never defends me. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. She just throws me to the wolves and she's like, figure it out, ma'am. <laughs> look, dude. Yeah. Um, that was a full contact karaoke and some drunk woman come up and put her, she took both hands and went through my mohawk and just pulled it straight up and like hard enough where I came up out of the yeah, seat because yeah, yeah. she was pulling my hair. And I looked, my husband was sitting like away yeah. from me and I looked at him and he was going. Yeah. Like that. And, and then I had, and then she came in for a second time and I had to like grab her hands and put her, like what the fuck people? Yeah. I yeah. don't. I mean, I'm a little upset that you're comparing your struggle to mine, but other I know, than that, right? <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what you it's can like. change. You yeah, can change. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You can Being too. an asshole is. You know what? You can dye your shit blonde and, and iron that shit out if you want to. In fact, I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see hey, that. Hey, if you will pay for it, I will 100% do it. If um, I took you to my hairdresser and said, Lily. A blonde afro? Come on. Like, no, no, no. Straighten like, it. Straighten it? Oh, my God. I'd look ridiculous. I used to do that. I like cat. Williams style, yeah. but blonde. Oh God! Oh God! I don't even like that we've talked about it this much because now I have to do it. Cat Williams, but blondes, man. What would that look you like? Know how, yeah, because I've always, I've always wanted that that like curl that he has that little that yeah, outer. Yeah. Curl. I'm, I'm so jealous of that. So. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I have this bored straight hair. It doesn't do shit. Yep. So straight right. white hair. Straight white hair. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we've been listening to Bless Your Heart. Go see Zane um, on at 11 p.m. on Friday, August 17th at the Curious Comedy Theater. Yep. And, and uh, on the 18th at Funhouse Lounge. Yeah. And then come out and see me sometime in November or catch us around Portland or on social media. Yep. Right. If you see somebody with an afro, just yell Zane at them. It's probably <laughs> me. Odds are good you found Zane in <laughs> yeah, Portland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There are going to be men walking around Portland with afros, and people are going to be like, Zane. And they're like, Who the fuck is Zane? Yeah, no, that's, that's, if I could give this world one gift, that would be it. That would be it. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. 